Welcome back to another episode of the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. Uh, somewhere around here that's going to speak up in a little bit is Mr. John Morris. John? Hey, what's going on, everyone? This episode is of Working Class Fishing is brought to you by Troutlander Nets, Exploration Through Innovation, Lid Rig, Use Your Head, Snip Different, and Max and Outfitters, made by anglers for people that fish. That's right. And make sure that you go to all of those different sponsors that John just listed off. They're great folks and they have some great deals for everybody out there. So today, what we have is we have a, a new friend of ours, well, relatively new friend of ours. Uh, Mr. Ted uh, is from the YouTube channel Off the Hook Outdoors, and he does all kinds of different stuff on his channel. But of course, we are into the fishing aspect and uh, we get to watch Ted uh put out his videos every week, whether it's shorts or different types of videos and even tech videos on, on making those different types of uh, outdoor videos. So uh, I'm going to turn it over and Ted, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate having you here. And why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself, where you're from and, and who you are. Sure. Um, my name's Ted. Um, I'm from PA. I like to hunt and fish. Um, I'm married with two kids. I have a nine-year-old son and I have a 13-year-old daughter who loves the outdoors right along with me. So that's a bonus. So uh, I get to take the kids out with me and give the wife a break every once in a while. And we go out and do our fishing and hunting activities and come back and mama gets a break. So, uh, and basically we do everything uh, outdoors that we can. Uh, I have a lake house up north of Pittsburgh at Edinburgh Lake where we do all our summer activities, all our fishing. Um, I'm really into the bass fishing and musky fishing up around this area. So that's what I usually concentrate my time during the summer. And then right around September is when I start concentrating back onto the uh, archery side of things. I hunt PA and I hunt, I have a lease down in Ohio that I am an addicted deer hunter that I love to deer hunt just as much as I love to fish. So it's, uh, it works out both ways because they're both opposite seasons. So it works out great for me. Ted, so off the, off the bat, dude, you, you're fishing musky, bro. Like how, how awesome is that? Uh, I mean, do you get out every season or? Yeah. No, um, I, I get every season like up here at the lake that i have where i fish out at edinburgh we have we're lucky enough to have muskie in the lake and it's basically turning on uh they're getting better size uh there's a lot of them in here and uh, there's a lot of forage fish we have a lot of golden shiners and shad in this lake so they have plenty of food uh and the last couple years it has been getting really hot out here but the the thing, the downfall to that is a lot of people are starting to know about it. And it's such a small lake that it's a high pressure. So you're not getting them every time you go out. You know what I mean? It's tough. And you got to really figure them out and, and do something different that the average angler is not doing. So how, how do you target the muskie? I mean, just in general, are you a topwater guy? Or are you throwing uh, uh, spinner baits? Uh, uh, what, what are you using? I, I just wanted to clarify, I am not a trolling muskie fisherman. So you, know, right there, you can just throw that out the back window right now. Um, I don't like to sit and wait 
for fish to hit. I like to make them hit, you know what I mean? So I am a caster. Um, I'm the, my favorite way to catch a muskie is any way that they, any lure they bite basically. So I have a ton of lures. I've thrown jerk baits, swim baits. I'm throwing top water, uh, glide baits. I mean, I have just about everything that I can afford <laughs> in yeah. my boat time. You know what I mean? Like just the, the amount of money I spent over the years on musky lures is, is incredible. Like, uh, I have something for every, every situation. And up here, you get a lot of looks from muskie. Like you'll get a lot of followers, but they're very, very, they'll come to the boat and they'll show mm -hmm. you themselves and, they'll, and then they leave. They tease you a lot, but there's days up here where we've had five, six, seven fish days. Uh, now the length of them, I think our biggest up here was 47 which is respectable. That's a good that's a fish. big fish. Yeah, that's a good fish. And I've heard that there's there's some over 50s in here and it's such a small lake that you'd think that we'd caught a 50 by now and I have not caught a 50. And that's my goal is to get a 50 and get it mounted. But mind you, I will not kill the fish. It'll definitely be a replica. I will not kill a, a fish of that size. That's over a 30-year-old fish and I won't be killing a muskie. I respect the fish too much to uh to do that um i knock on wood have yet to have killed a muskie on a release uh we we take great pride in the way we release our fish uh we make sure that they're 100 percent before we let them go we don't mm -hmm. just toss them in and let them float away we make sure that they're kicking when they leave um i have yet to lose one doing that and um we won't even fish for muskie if the water's above 79 degrees we won't even fish for them because that's too much stress on the muskie. You know, to catch them in that warm water is very, very stressful for a muskie. So we won't even go out and fish if the water's above 79 degrees. So what's your, I mean, not to give away all your muskie secrets here, but what's yeah. your, <laughs> what's your, your kind of prime time to go? I, I've heard, uh, I've got some friends in PA that are real big musky fishermen. Some of them are guides. They're all they're all on the fly, but um, their favorite time of the year is November. Yeah, um, that's unfortunately for me. I don't fish then because I'm chasing deer in the woods at that yeah. time. Uh, right now, May's really good. Uh, June, once it starts getting really warm, you got to pick your days. You know, more early morning, late evening. You know, that twilight at that time. If you know what I'm talking about, that twilight yeah. on lake that's a really good time uh for muskie here fortunately i'm up in my lake house a lot and the lake is like i could probably throw a rock and hit the lake right now so i'm up here i get a chance to go out at all times so it's if it's not on it's not on but i'm here and i'm usually out there and i know what's going on usually on the lake you know what i mean like i said it's not yeah. a big lake prize i think it's 450 acres 455 acres but this lake so I can cover this lake three, three or four times in a day. Uh, so it's, it's fairly easy to cover, but there is a lot of trollers out here too, that just troll around the lake all day. It's like a big soup bowl is what I call it. And they just go in circles all day, but I got to go make it happen. I got to go find, find the fish and uh, I'll switch up 10, 20, 30 lures a day just to try to, you know, figure them out. Dude, I, I can, I get behind you, dude. I, I like, I like searching for that bite. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, Absolutely. I'm a, I love and top water is one of my favorites, but 
up here, it doesn't seem like they're a top water bite, you know, in this lake. I mean, you catch a few here and there top water or you'll get a few hits, blow ups, but it seems like up on this lake, they really like the rubber, uh, like the Medusa style baits. I don't know if you're familiar with like bulldogs, yeah. Um, yeah. style baits, things like that. Uh, they really like that rubber. Um, and I'm trying, I do make my own baits. I don't make any musky lures, but I do want to purchase at least an eight or a 10 inch swim bait lure, rubber swim bait lure that I can make myself and play around with colors up here and do that, you know? So that'll be in the future though for me. That'd be super cool though. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see when, when that happens. So yeah. you're, you're fishing musky, you're fishing bass. Uh, before we got on here, you were talking about trout. I mean, and you hunt too. I mean, you've, I mean, you were quite literally always seems like in the outdoors and that's pretty awesome, man. Um, so what got you into being such an outdoorsman or so oriented in the outdoors? Okay. Well, when I was little, my dad was the one who was always working. Um, <laughs> mom worked part-time she didn't really you know it was like back in the old like you know old school like my mom and dad old school my mom would stay home make dinner my dad would come home from work dinner be on the table so I really didn't go fishing a lot with my dad we did a few trips up to Erie for steelhead when I was little but my uncle was the one who really would call my mom up on a you know on a Friday and say hey you know can I take Ted fishing trout fishing out at North Park Lake tomorrow and I, I remember coming home and uh, my mom would say, hey, your uncle wants to take you fishing tomorrow. And boom, I was down. I was getting all my stuff, my gear ready to go. I had to go down to my grandfather's house to sleep over. So I would get a ride down there. And then I couldn't sleep at night because I'm waiting to go fishing. Yep. And then we'd get up and <laughs> we'd get up in the old mint green K car and we'd go ride. And I put the canoe on top, you know, strapped down with padding on top of the uh, K car. And we'd go fishing North Park Lake. And I remember to this day, I was super skinny when I was little. I was in my uncle would always say when we'd get a hit. So, I mean, when that was happening. So that's, that's what you got me started in fishing. And then from there, just fishing and I would go fishing for 13 years old I started hunting when I was like 13, 14 or 15 I guess I started hunting because my dad never hunted either and uh, my buddy my best friend Phil at the time he and his dad would take me hunting and they were in the boat so I went and I got a bow and my mom's like, well, who's shooting the bow with you? I'm like, well, I'm shooting him with Phil and his dad. You know what I mean? Like, so we would go, I'd be with him all the time. He was my best friend. We'd go shoot our bows all the time and I'd go hunting with them. And uh, then finally my dad's like, you know what? I'm going to go hunting. So he got his license and we started going hunting. And then we ended up joining, which I still am today is a member of the sportsman's club of Brentwood. And I've been a member there for 37 years right now or 35 years. And it's a hundred acres and we have a house down there and you get a key and you pay 50 bucks a month. And we have our meetings every month and we go down there and we cut grass and we work and do work details. And I've been down there ever since on a hundred acres hunting private land. 
with my dad. And uh, I just recently, in the past couple of years, we got an Ohio lease, me and my uh, buddy Bob, who bought a house down in, uh, he built the house actually in Ohio this past year. And uh, so I'll be staying with him in Hunting, Ohio on our lease now. So and that's just, I, I don't drink or do anything like that, go out to the bars or anything. So uh, that's just my, that's my adrenaline rush is hunting and fishing. That's, but that's a good way to spend your money and your time yeah. and a way to, a way to share with your kids and connect. And uh, you know, that's, that's what I really enjoy about watching your stuff and all your content. It's like, I, I love fishing and this is what this podcast is all about, but I love the outdoors in general. I love hunting. I love hiking. I love trail running, all this other stuff. So like that whole holistic thing of everything that comes together, it's like, you're doing a little bit of something for everybody out there, you know, yeah. as far as like, you know, interest and in that core interest of everything. Um, you know, uh, I think, I think, uh, uh, my, my thing is, is like, um, <laughs> how do you find time to do all that between the kids and, and everything else? Because I think about like, I guess everybody's got their own situation. Maybe it's not no, business, but... right. You're a hundred percent right. Uh, well, what I, I work three to 30. I work for a school district. So uh, I think I'm, we have it. Hold on. So you were saying that you work for a uh, school district yes, from like three I, to 11. Yeah. You asked me how I find time to do it all. Well, I, I work three to 1130 right now when the kids are in school. And then when they get out of school in June, I will go to a seven to three thirty shift. Um, and I've been doing that for the last five years now. So a lot of stress goes on to my wife in the evenings with taking my kids to karate and baseball and softball and basketball and all that stuff. Um, so it's very hard. <clears throat> weekends are a must. I have to be with the kids and family on the weekends. That's just how it is. That's my time when I can go and do stuff with them. But during the week, if I want to hunt in the morning, you know, before work, so I can get up at five in the morning, go out, hunt till noon and then go to work. Now you're, you kill yourself by doing that all the time. You know, I can only do that so many days in a row and then I got to sort of take a break. But the weekends are usually my time. Uh, the summer times now, though, when I go work that 7 to 3.30, I'll be with them more. Uh, it's really tough doing it that way. But I love the outdoors so much that I just – that's part of my life. It's almost like, you know how you were saying, how do you find time? It, it's, it is my time. You know what I mean? That's just what I do. And we're up here at the lake in the summertime, and it's just nothing – it's just natural to come home Friday after work and pack the stuff and – head to head to the lake house you know what I mean it's just what we do every weekend and that's what we do and that's how we choose to live our life and I have a, a few rental properties that I have going and we get uh money from that and uh we just do what we want to do uh and do what we enjoy to do now I mean I don't believe you have to wait to retire to do everything you want to do I do it all as much as possible you know I don't want to retire to start living you know I want to live into retirement. So I try to do as many fun things as I can with the kids when I can. Uh, hopefully my job will change in a few years. I'm hoping uh, when somebody retires, I move up on the totem pole basically, and then I'll get that daylight shift all the time. And that'll mm -hmm. make it a lot 
year. Um, my dad. So you, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, uh, just wondering. Uh, so, what do you do? You uh, maintenance or facilities for the school district? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right my on. I have my degree in uh, technical construction and carpentry, and then I have my uh, universal license for my for HVAC. I have a gas tight license or certification, I should say, mm-hmm. and then I. Have EPO license for a certified pool operator too. So I have a little bit of everything to try to cover everything. So I'm more valuable to people. So I went to school for my degree and got that. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what I enjoy doing that. It's just the time, my shift, I can't stand the three to 11 shift to be honest with you. I really can't stand it, but it's great money and I have to do what I have to do so we can do what we like to do. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, dude understandable <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh, only, only thing free is to breathe <laughs> yeah and surprised they haven't started taxing that so i i understand man you got to work hard to be able to play hard and you know kind of pursue that that lifestyle that you want now yeah. we can all relate to that one brother <laughs> yeah just to keep up with all the registrations for like my boat, we have four quads. I have a pop-up trailer. I have a quad trailer. I have a house up here. I have a house in Pittsburgh. I have another house in Pittsburgh that we take care of. So just to keep all that running, you know, you got to work two full-time jobs for that. You know what I mean? So yeah. just it's just, it's crazy, but I love every minute of it. And I wouldn't change it for the world. My son is, I think he might even still be down at the dock right now, probably catching fish. I mean, that's what I want them to do, you know, be outdoors and have that in their life. Uh, and you know how it is when you were younger, you don't want to be, and I don't want to sound, uh, I don't know if this is even ignorant to say, I don't want them on a the street corner hanging out all day, you know what I mean? And all night and, and wondering where my kids are. I want them to be the one I want them to be. I want them to want to be with their dad and have fun with their dad. So I know where they're at. You know what I mean? Like I want Absolutely. them to, they want to stay home and have their friends over my house instead of my kids always somewhere else. You know what I mean? I, I just want to, I want to be that cool dad. that's fun to be around and, you know, hang out with and uh, just know where my kids are. I mean, that's, that's one of my biggest fears is not knowing, you know, losing, not, you losing your kids, not being able to connect with your kids. And uh, I think the way we're living our lives uh, with the kids and I think they like it. And I certainly like it. So uh, hopefully everything just stays the way it is. Well, I wish I could come be your kid. <laughs> because you got all the cool. I feel like, hey, 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 let's go out on the boat today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes I look at my, my daughter, like she's like, dad, her birthday just passed like last week. May 9th mm-hmm. was her birthday. And uh, she just come out of nowhere and was like, dad, I, I want to rent a hall and I want to DJ. And I, I'm like, yeah. I wanted that too when I was that young, but I didn't have that. But guess what? That's what my daughter got. She got a hall and she got music and she had all her friends there and they played games till two in the morning and it was a crazy night. And the next day I had to get up at seven o'clock and be somewhere else, but we did it for my daughter and hopefully they appreciate that and understand that when they get older and say, Hey, my dad was really cool. Well, I, I, I think you're going about it the right way, man. You, you, you're putting a lot of emphasis on your family, which is so crucial, man. And just, uh, you know, not only as just like a parenting aspect, but just to be able to grow the future of um, 
the outdoors just in general. Yeah. And like, I don't want them to do anything, you know what I mean? Like my daughter's at point now where she wants to have her friends up here or she wants to stay over her friend's house and I want to go fishing, you know, and normally she would jump in the boat and go. So I'm at that transition right now where I can't get mad and I can't force her to come with me and fish because I don't want her not to enjoy that. I want her to be able to say, Hey dad, can I go fishing with you? Of course you can go fishing with me, but I don't want to have to say, no, you're not going to your friend's house. You're coming fishing with me. You know what I mean? So I want her to be able to sit. She knows she can come whenever she wants, but right now she's at that point. And sometimes I act like a kid myself and my wife will attest to that. Sometimes I do get a little bit irritated with it. Like she's not coming turkey hunting with me. She's staying at her friend's house this weekend. And, but I got to know that I got to let her do her own thing and she has to want to do it, to enjoy it. I can't make her do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you on that, but go ahead, John. No, I'm just going to say, go ahead, man. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's, you know, uh, I'm a father as well. And my son recently has been going fishing with me and dude, it's, it's just been awesome. But at the, you know, that, that was the same thing as I didn't want to, I didn't want to force him to go with me because I did when he was younger, you yeah. know, like, like, Hey man, you're going fishing with dad. Yep. But you know, now that he's a little bit older, you know, he's, he's got a life too. <laughs> you know, I gotta, yeah. I, I've gotta, I've gotta understand that he's not always going to want to go fishing and he's not always going to want to go do all this stuff with me, but but yep. he recently he's been like, Hey, I want to go trout fishing with you. And he catches like one or two fish and then he just swims, you know, but that's oh, yeah. fine because you know, I, I'm just happy to have his company out on the river. Yeah. And that's what it is, man. It's just like, I, I like being around them. Like I said, I'm not around them all week. When I come home from work, they're sleeping for school. When I get up in the morning, they're at school. So it's really, <coughs> excuse me. It's really, it's really a tough week uh, to not see the kids. Like I'll go in their rooms every night and give them a kiss before I go to bed too, you know? And it's like, it's really tough all week when you're not seeing the kids. And my wife's telling me that Theo hit a, you know, a double with baseball and, and I'm not there. And it's really, it would put a lot of stress on my wife and I, you know, like with her doing everything without me there. And it's really hard, but, She's an, she understands, uh, that I got to do what I got to do. And, um, so we just make it work and you have to, as parents, you have to make it work. You know, it could be a lot worse. I could Mm -hmm. have other problems that I'm dealing with and I I don't, and we're, we're, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, everybody's healthy in the family and everything. Now my dad, he did have bladder cancer the past, this past year. And, um, he helped out a lot with the kids, you know, with taking and picking them up or taking them somewhere. Uh, to help my wife, but uh, he was down with cancer and he had his bladder removed and replaced. And uh, he was down for a couple months, but he's back recovering and he's up at it again, running around and helping and everything like that. So that's a plus and a, you know, blessing that way. But uh, other than that, everything's great, man. And I, I, I just love what I do. And uh, the YouTube thing is just another hobby that I have. My wife says <laughs> it's <Yeah>. another, another <laughs> hobby to add you know but uh, I really like that because I think I'm I can help people you know and I can um, 
put my two cents in and I'm that kind of person that will be there if somebody has a question and it's just the way I am and I like to help people out and I like to have my content out there and why not put it out there doing what I love to do you know well so and that was something I was going to ask uh, uh sorry John <laughs> I was uh, you're I, just going to ask the same thing I was going to ask <laughs> yeah what what got you going with the YouTube? I mean, yeah. it, it, it yeah. didn't come out of thin air, obviously, but there had to be something that manifested. Okay, well, I always wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be the big hunter on TV. I wanted to be the fisherman on TV, you know, and just growing up, just I wanted to be Bill Dance or I wanted to be Roland Martin. Oh, don't say Bill Dance. We're already having streaming issues. Last time John <laughs> said Bill Dance, the whole internet broke. Okay, just, okay. No, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll go with like Van Damme then or Mike Iaconelli. We'll, we'll get a little yeah. more more. Okay. Uh, so I always wanted to be on TV to do that. And that was my, that's what I would have loved to have been. That was my career. I would have loved to have been a hunter, professional hunter, a professional fisherman. But I found out quickly that that wasn't going to happen. So I was sitting at my, I had a operation on my foot and I was down for about three months. I'm going to move inside here because there's some people partying next to me. Oh. <laughs> no problem hearing everybody karaoke over here um, oh, it, it adds ambience to the podcast honestly i'm not too concerned <laughs> the party here you know yeah so so what i did was i actually uh i i tore my ligaments in my foot and um i tore the ligaments bowling <laughs> with my kids actually we were away for the weekend and I went bowling took some bowling and I threw the ball and all of a sudden pain shot right up my leg and I just felt everything tear off my ankle so I had to have surgery done so I was sitting in my house by myself every day watching YouTube and uh, deer meat for dinner kept popping up with me all the time. So I just started watching deer meat for dinner. I don't know if you're familiar with deer meat for dinner. Yeah. Never seen that one, but. Well, it's, yeah. uh, he is from Florida. He's based out of Florida, Robert Arrington. And he has a brother called Blue Gabe. And they have both have YouTube channels. And deer meat for dinner makes a lot of money at YouTube. And he's got his own trailers with his big face on it as he drives down the street and his family's on it and everything. And I'm like man, that'd be really cool. You know, YouTube, I want to get on, I wanted to do something with TV and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I wonder if I should do this YouTube thing. And I, I was watching it and watching it, you know, and I heard him talking and I started looking at like smaller YouTube channels. Cause he has like three, 4 million subscribers. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to hit that mark ever, you know? So I started looking at the 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 subscriber channels and I start watching it and I'm like, I find myself more interested in watching, you know, people like you and I putting a video out there on how to fish or how to hunt than the professionals on TV, like the major league fishings and stuff. I find it more interesting watching the everyday you and me mm -hmm. fishermen. So I'm like, man, I'm going to do that. I'm like, but I have no idea how to work a computer. I have no idea how to work anything. So I learned everything on YouTube on my phone. Wow. So everything that I do on my channel is edited and put through my phone. I don't have a laptop. I don't have anything. 
I have my phone, my iPhone, and that's how I do my channel through my iPhone. And I learned it all myself and I Googled it and I spent hours and hours trying to figure it out and frustrated and everything else. But I figured enough of it out to start a channel and I wanted a cool logo. So I talked to an artist and they made my logo for me and I liked that logo. That was, it seemed like it was me and everything seemed to be working right. And I just started my YouTube channel and my first video was my uh, bow hunt or my crossbow hunt in Ohio. And it was actually going to be for the Brentwood Sportsman's Club. That's what my channel was going to be about, Brentwood Sportsman's Club. And uh, it even says it in that video. At the end, it says, thank you, Brentwood Sportsman's Club. And uh, that was my first video I put out on YouTube. And I started seeing people watching it a little bit. I mean, it got maybe three or 400 views or something. But I was just started. It was like, wow, that was my reward. You know, I see people are watching it now. I'm going to put another video out. And it just grew from there. And then I start getting different ideas. And I'm like, Robert Arrington from Dear Me for Dinner uses his kids in there. And they, they love to, you know, they're out there and they're having a great time. So we're sort of like that, but not as big time. And I said, let's do it. And I asked the kids if I'd like to do it. And they said, sure. And my wife don't really care too much about being on camera or anything. So I was like, that's cool. You know, you don't have to be. If, if you're okay with the kids being on it, uh, I'm okay with the kids being on it. And we're going to just go for it. And she's like, have at it. Go ahead. So I just started it that way. Well, that's real, dude, that's on your phone. I mean, all of that is... Uh, let's break this part right so all that is awesome editing on your phone that's got to be a nightmare dude so kudos, kudos to you for one <laughs> it is a nightmare and my daughter or my son my son and my daughter theo close that door hold on one second guys can you close the, right. door? close the door um Sorry, my son opened the door up and the radio was playing. I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're um, good, man. You're yeah, good. So I bought my daughter a MacBook Air, $1,000, $1,100 MacBook. And I'm like, yeah, I can use that to help edit my channel. You know, she won't let me touch that thing. <laughs> He's like, none of your stuff on it. You're going to be on there all the time and I won't be able to use it. So, no, you're not using it. And that was a lot of money. So I thought I could kill two birds with one stone. I could give her something for Christmas from Santa and then I can use it for my channel. Well, that didn't work out real well. So now I'm looking for a refurbished iBack book or something that I got to try to buy here to try to, I got to extend my horizons basically. You know, I do got to use a desktop or a uh, laptop here to help me out, especially I am growing. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm huge. Yeah. Uh, I'm not huge, but I want to have that capability when I, when it does, if it does take off and I do get more and more and more followers that I have the ability to use my desktop, you know what I mean? And be able to edit and use stuff like that and just know everything. So it's that much easier later on, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah. go ahead, Brian. Yeah, that's well, just to edit on your phone, number one, uh, I do that. And it is tedious because everything's really small. Yeah. It's a lot more comfortable to sit here like I'm at this laptop and do the editing. Yeah. But also, 
you're doing a lot of like reviews on the on the camera stuff and everything else and and microphones. Of course, I've been watching that. That's really helpful for myself or uh, any other creator out there. Um, uh, I mean, what what kind of what kind of gear are you using on your YouTube channel? Yeah, I got GoPro ten. I got a GoPro two Hero. Believe it or not, I still use because I love it. It's easy to use and it's I just love it. So I got my iPhone twelve Pro Max that I use a lot from a lot of my videos. Um, I got the GoPro 10 that I'll be using a lot more this year uh, with, on the looping feature and stuff for fishing. So, um, and my GoPro 2, and that's basically it. I have a Sony handheld camera that I use, but it's such a pain to get the info off of that camera onto my phone because it takes up so much space that mm -hmm. it's so hard to edit. Like, it's very hard to edit like a 15 minute video on my phone because my phone oh, doesn't, yeah. So it's like, I got to do like a 10 minute video and I have no problems with it. And me learning it on my phone is I can make a video or edit anywhere I'm at. So if I'm sitting there and I took my daughter to basketball practice and during COVID when I wasn't allowed to go into basketball practice, I could sit there and start editing my video right there in the parking lot. You know what I mean? So it does have its pluses, but it definitely is tedious, a lot more tedious on your phone than a desktop. And uh, I never learned anything on a desktop so that's going to be all new to me and Sunfish King helps me out a lot uh with things like that and when he's coming up here he's bringing his laptop so I'm going to sit down with him while he's editing things and whenever we're doing stuff together just so I can learn you know just slowly learn and then eventually I'll get an iMac I'll get a MacBook and then I'll use because uh, I use iMovie right now mm -hmm. uh, for editing and I'd like to get back into like maybe a DaVinci or something resolve or something like that when i'm editing to uh, do more more things you know but then again my if i'm and i'm sure you guys noticed i don't use what i call trickery or anything like out of my videos like i don't have like a fake fish jumping out of water and grabbing a bird and stuff like you know what i mean like yeah. i don't do any of i'll put some music in it here and there and but it's basically me and this is what i do and that's what you get it's basically the truth I don't, I don't make up things on my videos. I don't lie on my videos just to get watches. I don't, I don't brag about a piece of gear that I use. It really is a piece of junk. And then I'm just saying it because somebody wants me to use it. Um, I don't do any of that. I use all the stuff that I say on my videos. I give a, I give an honest review when I do have something. Um, I had a piece of crap microphone not too long ago that I bought off Amazon. And I put it up and I couldn't get it to work. And so I sent it back to them. I said, listen, this thing don't work at all. And I did a review on it. And I said, it didn't work. I said, it didn't work for me. If you want to take a chance and buying it, go ahead and buy it. But it didn't work for me. And I didn't badmouth them or anything like that because I want to stay as professional as I can. And yeah. I don't ever burn any bridges. So I, I just said it didn't work for me. And here they contacted me. And said, hey, if you take your review down, I'll give you $30 and send you a brand new one. And I'm like, I don't want it. I'm good. I don't need it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it didn't work for me and that's it. So keep it and keep your $30 and that's it. And that's what I want to do for my audience is, is to be honest, truthful as I can and just show you what I'm using. And that's what I use for a reason, you know, because I like it. Yeah, and I think having that honesty uh, is, is a really important thing because I think that a lot of things get skewed now, as, as we all know, in this whole world of, of uh, 
social media and YouTube and everything else, there's a lot of lying and, and it's just not right. You know, it's kind of, I see it. I see it in outdoor stuff, unfortunately, a lot. I see it in fishing a lot. I see it in just a lot of other things. Uh, and, and it kind of gives people the wrong impression, but that's, that's really good that you're keeping things honest. And honestly, it's a big help to a lot of people too. Yeah, so you, you're not getting paid off, you know, <laughs> which is what yeah. they're trying to do. I mean, uh, to me, that makes the company worthless. Yeah, well, that's another thing with like the YouTube and the community in the YouTube. You know, you get a lot of kids that are on YouTube and they say they're sponsored by a company. Yeah. And they're sponsored by a company and they're, they're you know, they, they're sponsored and they're this. And I'm like, guys, you know, you really got to get your and I'm going to be doing a video on it, too, with sponsorships, affiliate programs. Um, or just you're a plain salesman for a company, you know, that wants to give you a 10% code because you're, they don't want to spend a hundred thousand a year on advertising. So they're going to get you to advertise for them on your YouTube or your things. And I, I really want to help people in that sense too, because people get stuck in like, Oh, I'm sponsored by Titan tungsten weights. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're just got a share code and you're their salesperson. You know what I mean? You're not sponsored by anybody. You're not binded or anything. So I want to make that, I want to put that out there in our YouTube community because I think there's a big misconception with that. Like if you're not bonded or binded with a contract and stuff with that, that a lot of people take it the wrong way with sponsorships and being affiliated or being a salesman. So that's, uh, I want to try to help people that way. Um, try to get people to, you know, to, to make their own social media kits for themselves so they have it, uh, so they can be as professional as they can when they are going out for a sponsorship, a real sponsorship with somebody that they know what they should do. You know, I'm not saying you have to do it that way, but I think it, you look more professional when you have a media kit on your side of your resume, basically your YouTube resume or your social media resume for people. Just like if you were going to go through a job, you have a resume. Well, you, you want that sort of in the YouTube world also. You know, you want to be able to show your worth to the people that you want to represent. And a lot of these kids out there just think that it's like, Oh, I put an ad on my YouTube channel and I'm sponsored. And I, I think that's a big misconception. It, it is. And you know, a lot of, a lot of folks get the word pro twisted up. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> the word pro isn't just professional. It's, it's promotional. Uh, yes. just because you're a pro for a company doesn't mean you're a professional angler. It means you are a promotional piece in that company yes. marketing program. Yep. yep. And uh, and like when you brought a media kit, rather that that's so important to have. Um, Brian built our media kit. I don't know. I, I guess a couple months back, you know, we yeah. we didn't really have one, and then you know Brian was doing some research, and he was like, "Man, we we really need one of these," and um it's i mean it's it's worked well for us i think that's really sound advice man yeah yeah, yeah I, I looked that up and i read because i do a lot of research you know what i mean i like to research things and that was one of the th main things i said hey if you want to be serious about what you're doing and you want to go out and chase after these sponsorships i mean they're not saying you're going to go out to you know abu garcia and you're going to be sponsored you're going to be on the front page of abu garcia's catalog and stuff like mm -hmm. that but want to chase big companies and stuff like that you got to show your worth to these companies and what you can do for these companies and a lot of these guys that are on youtube think that just because you're making videos doesn't mean that you're 
going to be any worth to any company out there, any product company. So I try to give them advice is like, hey, start out with the products that you're using. Like my products that I use, I love St. Croix rods, Abu Garcia reels and Shimano reels. So Shimano ain't going to give me the time of day. You know, St. Croix may not either, you know, but that's what I choose to use because I've used them for years and that's who I want to go after. And if I never get them, then I don't get them, but I don't want to go to some, you know, John's homemade rods <coughs> that I use and they snap in half, but I got to promote them because they're giving me free rods. I don't believe in that. That's not the way I want to run my channel. I want to offer to the public what I've been using for many, many years. And I put my trust in the products that I use. So I want to offer them and promote those products to my viewers, you know what I mean? Because they work for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that, that transparency is so needed. We, you know, Brian touched on earlier about some stuff you said about, you know, the honesty and that's what yeah. it boils. You know, everyone's got some form of brand loyalty, whether that was from some customer support they received, whether it was, you know, they caught their PB on the gear or they've been a lifelong fan of the gear. You know, I, yeah. I was, I was raised on Shimano rods, Shimano yep. rods, Shimano reels. You know, that's what my dad used. He yep. had some some old Team Daiwa reels and uh, rods. And, you know, uh, he, the, the whole uh, JDM market scene kind of coming to the U.S. back, you know, whenever that was. You know, he was a really big fan of those rods. So, you know, um, but as I grew older, I, I realized that, there was a reason he liked them, you know, they, they made good products, but I mean, not every company makes, not all of their stuff is a hundred percent, you know, the yep. deal. Yeah. Of course, you know, every company has got some stuff here or there that could probably use some improvement, but maybe it's at a much more affordable price point, you know? So. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent with that, with the, uh, you know, just like what you're using throughout the years and stuff. Like I hunt, I fish and I hunt almost every weekend. I'm doing something in the outdoors. So I'm using my equipment all the time. I do fish bass tournaments, local bass tournaments. I used to fish for the Yacht River Bass Association before I had kids. And that was, you know, you're out there every weekend grinding, using your gear, throwing your lines out there, throwing, using your rods. And when you when I was buying the cheaper stuff, it was breaking for me. And I, that's why I stuck with the Abu Garcia's and their Shimano's and because it didn't break for me, it worked mm -hmm. all the time. I still have rods and reels from 15, 20 years ago that I still use today uh, because the reel has never broken. It's always worked for me. So that's what I want to shoot. That's what I want to show the people. Uh, that's the product that I want to show to the people is the stuff that's worked for me. Look guys, you know, this is a reel that I've had for 20 years and I'm still using it today. And that's why I like them. And that's why I'm promoting them, you know, and even though I'm not getting anything back from any of the companies, I still promote that because that's what I use. So maybe one day Shimano says, Hey, you want to, you want to be part of us or St. Croix, like St. Croix gave me a little bit of a nod uh, not too long ago. They said they're, they're sending it to their people to check it out. And they're going to check out my channel and things like that. And if they like what they see, yay, but Maybe this ain't the time. Maybe once I get better at doing what I'm doing, because I'm nowhere near where I want to be with my channel and my professionalism and my, you know, channel and stuff like that. Um, so maybe when I grow over the years, they'll see me that see something that they like and then approach me then. So 
I know there's always a window that can open or a door that can open in the future. So that's why I'm striving to just do the best that I can now with what I got. No, that, that's good stuff. I, and, you know, I, I'm excited to see where it's going to go because like I said, I, I watched a lot of your stuff on YouTube and uh, watch all your videos and, and just seeing the, the, what you're getting for not only equipment, but also your species pursuits and things like that and how it's materializing. It's really cool. And you've done a really awesome thing with building the community, doing the lives and stuff like that. Like when, when I started really getting heavy into running socials and doing stuff for this podcast, I was like, well, how are we going to grow YouTube? And all of a sudden it's like, I, I trip into Earl, you know, the reef robber. And then, and then you're, you're tied in with Earl and it's like, this this little like community network well we got the same thing going over on instagram where we have like this little community network of like a couple thousand people that we all cross interact with and do all that kind of stuff yep. and, and i think that's one of the biggest things where uh when we try to build those communities we end up supporting each other to the point to where number one we can monetize number two we can uh, start getting some recognition from some of these brands and everything else, but you've really championed that, you know, when, when I think I subscribed to your channel, you put a thing up like, Hey, go check out working class fishing podcast. But you're like, you got all kinds of stuff going on. It's just like, boom, 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 boom yeah. everywhere. You know, it's like an artillery yeah. barrage of Ted all yeah. over YouTube, you know? So it's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's what you got to do. You know what I mean? To get out there yeah. and try to like, with our uh, Mind and Sunfish King YouTube starter kit giveaway, you know, like I was just thinking one day and I'm like, you know what? I think I'd be really cool if I could give back to the community because everybody was at one subscriber, everybody was at 10 subscribers. And I was like, how cool would it be? I got some equipment laying here that I'm not using, you know, can handheld cameras and stuff. And let's, I can go by. So I called Sunfish King up because he was the great live guy back, you know, mm -hmm. like before I was, I was scared to do lives, I was nervous. And uh, so he was always doing a lives and I, that's how I met him. And uh, I was like, Hey, you, you know, and I shot the idea across him. He's like, yeah, man, let's do it. So him and I just took it and we ran with it and it got huge and it got over $3,000 worth of prizes in it now. And we're doing the voting and everything now. And I'm getting three, 400 views on the, the video out the voting video, you know what I mean? So I think you get what you put into everything. You know what I mean? I do really believe that. Like, and I'm not saying I'm doing it on purpose because I want to get something out of it. It's just my human nature and the way I am uh, as a person to want to help somebody. Like when I'm up here on my boat and I pull into my dock and I get out and I see the guy having trouble loading his boat on a trailer. I'm the first one to go over there and say, hey, sir, and I'll hold your boat while you back it in and I'll do this and I'll help you out. And I do that. I fixed, I think, three motors last year at the, at the, the launch, you know what I mean, for people that didn't know what they were doing or something happened. And so, you know, I jumped out there celluloid or something goofy like that. You know, and my wife's like, you're always fixing somebody's stuff. You should open up a little shop. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for that too. You know what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> nature to, you know what I mean? Uh, but I, I just enjoy doing it. And the reward for me is the person just saying thank you and like seeing their face or like, looking at me weird like why are you even helping me you don't know me you know so that's kind of i get a good chuckle out of that sometimes where there's a guy looking at this motor and he's cussing to himself over there and i just come over with a bag of tools and say hey what do you need let's go at it let's try to fix it and then you get that look at like 
are you serious? And it's like, yeah, man, let's go hundred percent. Let's do it. And we'd fix it. And he's like, man, I really appreciate that. And that's what I like seeing with the people out there, you know, being the one, being somebody that I could help out. And that's just, that's just my human nature. What I like to do. That that's literally, we could use more of you, Ted. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's, so that way too that I could use somebody I can use somebody like that myself at times but yeah I mean you know why why do why be negative you know I'm always trying to be positive now everybody has their days you know and I'm not saying I'm the happy-go-lucky help everybody every day I feel <laughs> you know what I mean I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you there's times where I'm like leave me alone you know I just want to be left alone today but you know, if you live like that, you know, like I, like I said, I'm a big believer of you get what you put into it. And if you put your hundred percent into your life and your lifestyle, that you're going to get the best lifestyle that you can, that you, that you, you're supposed to get. And that's just the way I think. No, I, I agree, man. So yeah. you're coming up on your bass season. Is that? Yep. Dude, yep. So what are you looking forward to this season? Well, June 4th, I have a tournament up here, and that's JV Outdoors. That's a YouTube thing. There's eight of us in a tournament, and it's a quantity, not quality, fishing tournament. So it's as many bass as you catch. Whoever has the most bass in, like, three hours. So I'm looking forward to that on June 4th, and that'll be live streamed. You have to be able to live stream from your boat or wherever you're fishing to do that. So that'll be June 4th from JV Outdoors. And then June 12th, I'm doing a 175 boat tournament up in Glen, Glendale Lake in PA. Uh, that's a big bass tournament. That's a bass buddy tournament. Me and my best friend, Bob, we do that every year. It used to be on Father's Day, but they changed it, thank God, because Father's Day tournament was tough to go as a father. You want to do that kind of things, but when you have kids, you don't feel right going to do a tournament on Father's Day. So they changed it off, and uh, it's a, I think that's the week before Father's Day or a week after Father's Day. I can't remember. Um, but I'm going to be doing a bass tournament, and that's a big one. And our best finish in that one was 13th out of 175 boats. So we're looking to do a little better this year, hopefully getting a top 10 at least out of 175 boats. And uh, I think that's pretty good for that many people in it. So uh, – in PA, you can't use a, nothing more than a 9.9 either. So we got to borrow my uh, my old boat that I sold to my best friend's son. We're using his boat, a uh, little 9.9 Johnson on it. We're going to take it up there and fish bass out of that. But that's what I'm looking forward to. And then muskie, I'm always I'm always in the mood for a muskie. So yeah, uh, that'll be up here real soon too. Uh, I'm going to get on the bass this weekend with Sunfish King. Uh, try to get them on a small mouth, large mouth. We might do a bow fin here and here or there. And then we're going to break out the musky lures. And I'm going to try to uh, get them on a musky or at least to get a couple followers from musky next week. So we'll look forward to that. We're going to have some live streams on my boat doing that. And uh, yeah, and that's basically about it. And fishing season's here and I'm excited and ready to roll. Nice. Well, well we're coming up. Go uh, ahead, John. Oh, uh, dude, I guess I guess. Well, we're we're coming up on the end of this, but I got one more question, dude. What what is yeah. your go to uh -huh. rig or bait right now for bass? I would say a Gary Yama Sanko. 
five inch stick bait rigged wacky style and the color would be black and blue flake can't beat it dude yeah. nope. can't beat black and blue cinco nope and i make my own baits believe it or not and there's times where i could throw my stick bait a hundred times at the log and nothing and i throw a sanko there and boom i get a hit so I don't, like I said, I don't lie to people and say, I just throw my pig sticks on my baits. You know, that's what I call them. The, they're called the pig sticks. They're five inch. They look just like a Sanko. Uh, and I don't lie to the guys. And I tell them, hey, I throw Sankos all the time. I throw my pig sticks and Sankos. There's times where my, my pig sticks will work. There's times where they won't work. Uh, so I could throw to the same area with my bait. And then I could put a Sanko on and throw in the same area and catch 10 fish so it's just a matter of whatever's biting i'm using even though i make my own baits i push my own baits bait making wise but i don't lie to my customers and i tell them hey on my videos i'm using everybody else's baits too i'm not just using my baits you know dude we'll, yeah. we'll, have, to, we'll have to talk about making soft plastics after this i used to do a bit of that myself yeah man i love it i love doing soft plastic i got I call it my bait lab because it's like a laboratory. I go in there like a mad scientist and I'm mixing all kinds of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mixing all kinds of colors up and just trying to go crazy with it. So I, I really love doing that. Well, I, I was uh, going to say, you know, we're coming up on the hour and, and uh, what I would like to do uh, is either a have like you come back on and talk about like a, like a targeting musky type thing yeah. Yeah, or, bass, or combine it all and, and do something like that. I, I, I feel like we haven't covered enough. That's the, yeah. and that always comes up. And, and of course we have flexibility to stretch either way. I guess we're the ones that control the podcast, but for our listeners sake, you know, they, they usually, yeah. I think we have like that hour long commute thing. But the yeah. last question that I have for you is, is, what are your future plans coming up in the immediate future? I mean, we're fishing the bass tournament, obviously hunting's on deck. What are you looking to do with your YouTube and all of your fishing and hunting and everything else? Uh, okay. Well, I want to just continue growing my YouTube channel. Obviously I want to get it to the best that I can do. You know what I mean? So that's a goal for mine just to get, I would like to get by this, this time next year, I would like to have, 3,000 followers probably on YouTube. But I don't think that's a big goal. I mean, I don't think that's reaching too far. Uh, and I don't want to reach too far on that because uh, I have a tendency to, I don't want to say get disappointed but when my goals are too high, but I will do everything to get to that point. So I'm trying to just go easy and 3,000 by this time next year, I would be happy um, for my YouTube channel. And just continue and helping people out. Um, donating to people's uh giveaways and things like that i have no problem with donating and helping other channels out um, i'm hoping that the people in the community know that and they ask me for help and reach out to me to be parts of giveaways and things like that and just be uh just be respected in the youtube community that's all i really want to be you know someone i want to be the guy that if people have questions that they're not afraid to email me or ask a question um you know and just be the guy that everybody gets along with and that's what my youtube goals are uh as far as fishing you know i want to put an eight pound bass in my boat every day i fish you know what i mean <laughs> or, or, or a 50 inch muskie and every time yeah. i go out there 
Uh, but that's my goal this year for a muskie is a 50 inch muskie. And I'm going to be down to earth with this one is I'm going to say a five and a half pound bass out of this lake this year. I'd like to get a five and a half. I got a six, three smallmouth last year. Uh, I didn't really fish too much largemouth because I got on a smallmouth. So I would say a six pound large or smallmouth I'd like to get this year and a five, five and a half pound largemouth would be my goals for bass this year. Well, those are great goals, dude. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, just my bait making, hopefully it takes off a little better. You know, like I don't want to say it hasn't done good, but I would like the bait making side of my uh, YouTube channel to take off a little bit more and be able to sell more baits, you know what I mean? Because when I do sell the, everything that I make on baits or any of this stuff or donations or anything, buddy that does that, it goes right back into my channel. I mean, it doesn't go anywhere else. It goes into my bank account and then boom, it's into my order more plastic or I order something that I'm using on my channel or I order a product to do a review for you guys on it. You know what I mean? So everything goes right back into my channel. Uh, and I appreciate everybody that does do that, you know, donates and things like that. Um, I don't, I'm not monetized yet. So that's another goal to get monetized. I have like 400 more hours or something to go before I get monetized. So I'm hoping that uh, pretty soon I can get monetized and that weight will be off my shoulders because I think this past year, I really, and I've said it and you probably heard it and you can go back and, hearing in my lives that I said, I ain't worried about getting monetized. I'm not worried. It'll happen when it happens, but I lied <laughs> because once I started getting close, once I started getting close to it, I wanted it more and more and more. Mm -hmm. now, you know what I mean? So I would strive to put out content, but was I putting out the best content I could put out? I would say probably not, but I needed to get something out. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think if I get that weight off my shoulders of being monetized, that I'll be able to concentrate a little bit more on my videos and get a little bit better. And, you, and you know, everybody can always improve and I'm not nowhere near to where I want to be. So I could spend more time and put more effort into my videos instead of just trying to get something out uh, because I want to get monetized. Once I get that weight off my shoulders, then I can concentrate on content. And that's, that's my goals for this year, guys. Well, Ted, honestly, man, thank you so much. Yeah, man. I thank you for having me. It, it's been a great talk and dude, we'll have to have you come back on. Oh yeah, man. I would enjoy back on. I'll come back on whenever you guys want, man, or I'll be a regular every couple months or every, whenever you need somebody. Let me know. I, I, I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy doing this. Um, like I said, I can talk about fishing and hunting for the next three months straight if you want to stay on here with me. <laughs> it's just the well, way it is. But unfortunately, yeah. that kind of time. Well, I think I think also the fact that you live in Pennsylvania lends to having like a whole bunch of different species to pursue. I uh, I still need to come back and fish for Great Lake steelhead because I, steelhead are my thing. You know, I'm I'm crazy about salmon, steelhead, trout. But I drive. It's north here. I'm right at Walnut Creek or Trout Run and Lake Erie right here in PA. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's right. There, so we have a little bit of everything here. I have the option. I'm blessed to, uh, you know, have the deer hunting and all the different kinds of fishing, and I'm mm -hmm. blessed to have a house on the lake up here. Uh, and the hunting spot with land. So it's, it's, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Awesome. 
So yep. uh, where can people find you, Ted? I'll let you give them the rundown yep. of where they can locate you. Yeah, well, obviously on YouTube at Off the Hook Outdoors. Um, I have a Facebook page, Off the Hook Outdoors also. You can find me on Facebook. My Instagram page is offthehook.outdoors on my Instagram. I am Off the Hook Outdoors on Fish Angler, and I'm Off the Hook Outdoors on Fish Brain. <laughs> That's basically it. If you want to find me, just look up Off the Hook anywhere you're looking, and you'll probably find me. Awesome. Well, Ted, I, I wanted to say thank you uh, personally, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we will have you back on because we definitely need more time with you. Uh, it's going to definitely take us, it'll definitely take us uh, uh, more, but um, nonetheless, thank you for coming on. Uh, and uh, John, you got anything else? Yeah, everybody. This episode of Working Class Fishing was brought to you by Troutlander Nets, exploration through innovation. That's coming from Weston out in South Carolina. We've got Lid Rig, User Head, Snip Different. That's coming from our, our uh, good friend out in Utah, Mr. Scott Wilday. And then you've got uh, Max and Outfitters, uh, made by anglers for people that fish, coming out of Kent, Washington with Justin Bryan and that whole crew out there. And uh, you'll be able to check our show notes for our discounts through those companies. Uh, using those codes helps support the podcast and them as well. And really, everybody, just thanks for listening. All right, guys. Well, as always, thank you so much for stopping in and listening. Make sure to go check out Ted's stuff over on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Fishbrain, uh, anywhere that you can find Ted, he will be there. And for us, make sure that you check us out on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, uh, let's see, Instagram, which is our biggest one, and I forgot that one. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else did we, we're, we're everywhere except for Twitter because uh, we're, not, we're not in that cool world yet. So anyways, everybody, if, you, if you're interested in being on the podcast or you want to suggest somebody or something for the podcast, feel free to email us at workingclassfish at gmail.com. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. Hope everybody has a great day.